Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today is Sunday, July 28th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman, episode 325, featuring longtime Boston Globe columnist Bob Ryan, is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go to clnsmedia.com slash Celticsbeat and use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% bonus on your first deposit of $25 or more. show is also brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Celtics at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and shipping at manscaped.com, promo code Celtics. Always use the right tools for the job. All right, everyone, welcome back into another edition of Celtics Beat. Missed you last week, but Evan Valenti, as always, carried the charge with me out. Uh, enjoyed a little bit of vacation, but I'm back, and uh, I, I come with reinforcements. I come with one of the greats, a guy who's kind enough to join me every so often here on this show. He's part of the CLNS family as well. Of course, I am talking about longtime Boston Globe columnist and a, a TV head all around as well on ESPN, Bob Ryan. Bob, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much, Adam. Well, what's better than being able to chat basketball with you in the summer? That's what I want to know, and uh, the answer, obviously, not much. So we're going to bounce around. We're going to do a lot of different things, kind of a, a smorgasbord of a show, because a lot has been happening, even just in the last week, as it relates to the NBA. But let's start with what's clearly the most important news of the week, and that is the Celtics have signed Taco Fall. I'm really pleased about that. I think all the fans who uh, had gotten a glimpse of him or uh, or even if they were just reading about what was taking place in Las Vegas were all instinctively pulling for the team to, to bring him aboard and let's take a look. I know it's against the grain of the modern game and where does a guy like that fit in with, uh, to, the, to the new game? Uh, the, 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 the old-fashioned center is, is being phased out and, and uh, you know, it's all a different matter, but... You've got a seven-six guy of reasonable athleticism who can block shots the way he can do it, and who appears to have enough uh, uh, athletic ability to do a little bit more than just that. Uh, why not? I'm really, I'm so pleased that they're the ones who took the the plunge on on Taco, and and uh, I'm, I'm also I'm very happy that they're they're going to uh, try to develop him. Now I know a lot of people have seen this news. They saw the press release. Hey, Celtic signed Taco Fall, and you see all the taco emojis on Twitter and everything. And so people naturally flip out because, as you noted, there was that excitement coming out of summer league. But what anyone who lacks in in the clarity needs to be aware of what this really means is that Fall's going to enter camp on what is a, a fully non guaranteed exhibition ten contract with the hopes of landing either a two way contract with the Celtics. And currently, each team only gets two of those, and both are spoken for or a guaranteed mm-hmm. deal in Boston that, you know, full one-way contract, and Boston does have 
one roster spot available. So if not, if he doesn't get any of that, in order to go join the main red clause, he has to clear waivers. And as many have noted, and I'm sure you would agree, it's unlikely that would happen because there, what there, was, in the, there was a lot of interest the around the league. Exactly. Right. After the way he looked in Vegas, there's no way that someone won't say, hey, what do we have to lose kind of thing and, and take him. So it is a, a, a quandary there, uh, no question. Uh, um, and I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not going to begrudge the people who got the contracts, but I wish that they had one open that they could easily slot him into that. But they don't have the two-way option right now, so uh, you know he's going to have to earn it. And uh, uh, the other thing about him that we we like, he seems to be a thoroughly engaging young man. Mm-hmm. You know, he he he. Uh, a lot of the big guys are, are, are often the real big guys are. You know, they're so self-conscious. They. They, they wish they could. I always said about Ralph Sampson, who was seven four, that if he could have paid, and I, and I used to say a million dollars, but you now with this day's salaries, I'd have to say five million dollars. Hmm. But if he could have paid a million dollars to have an operation where he would wake up at six four, he would have paid it. He was not happy being seven four. Uh, Taco seems to be totally comfortable with himself, and and, that, and which is really impressive. Well, if he was six four or uh, you know six six as it were, you know, dropping a foot, he'd have to worry about shooting the three. Right now, obviously, not a uh, a bigger part of his game. Although some of those giants around the association, with the way this game has been stretched out, they are able to. But you know, this is a guy who let's let's just talk about the kind of the mechanics, the basketball of it, because as you said, he uh, he he was very good in summer league. He averaged seven points. He he hit 77% of his shots, the majority of those dunking without even having to leave his feet. He's not an elite rebounder, despite his size. He only averaged four boards in, in those summer league minutes, about a block and a half. And I'm completely in agreement with you in that I'm glad that Boston's the team that is giving him this opportunity to see if they can develop him and see what's there. I, I think we've seen there's there's enough raw talent that there's there's something there to... You know, I, I'm not going to go to the lengths where all these people that just see the size and they think about the way the NBA used to be and they think he's probably a better defender than he actually is just by eyeballing him and says, well, this is great. You sign him, you just put him in at the end of the game to protect the rim and, and he's worth the signing for that reason alone. Well, one, no, he's not good enough to do that. Not yet. And two, like you said, the NBA doesn't work that way anymore. But in terms of how the the league does work today and, and what raw skills he has beyond the intangibles of just size, which I guess is very tangible. How do you think it, it, it makes sense? You know, how does he earn his way onto the roster? How does he convince Danny Ainge, you know what, I'm a guy that you want to gamble on? Well, what do you got? What, first of all, what do you got? What do you have to lose? Uh, uh, really? Uh, well, Danny would tell you a roster spot. I'm talking about trying to develop them before you make that decision. To answer your question, uh, the key word uh, you had, uh, not yet. No, not yet, but the, the goal is that he will be that uh, tremendous rim protector. That's the two words that do matter still in this league, and uh, that's the value that a guy like that can have, and, and that's timeless. Uh, so for, uh, maybe we're in this pick-and-roll era. Maybe uh, the, the job description of the, of the five is totally different. I understand all that, but the, the, I, I just wondered whether we, we've gotten so far away from it that there's no value whatsoever in somebody that can do the, that, that could potentially be a, a monster rim protector in, in a strategic moment. Um, and that's the goal. Can he involve into that? Can he do enough other things to justify being put on the floor? I think that he has demonstrated that he's got more athletic, requisite athletic ability than you might have thought. Uh, and if you go back to watching him play last year in that Duke game, you know, uh, first of all, that was a charge. Right? <laughs> I'm telling you, Dukies out there, you got away with one. Zion Williamson got away with one. That was a charge. Could have changed the game. So, um, 
he's not a stiff. I, I, I predict he'll have a career. If, if it's not here, and if they make a decision that they're not going to do it, they can't, afford, they can't make the roster spot, and they do have to put him out there, and he is taken by somebody else, I think somebody will take him. I will just simply conclude the taco fall, you know, in my opinion, uh, part of it, by saying I will be surprised if there's not some kind of – if maybe brief, but there's some kind of NBA career for taco fall. Okay, so I was going to ask that little bit of clarity at the end. When you say career, you don't just mean G League overseas plays for a long gets paid to play no, basketball NBA somewhere career. for a long time. You mean I, NBA? I see him in an NBA box score. I, I would be I will be surprised. Also disappointed, but surprised if he is not in an NBA box score. If maybe it won't be this year, but uh, but I would think it would be. Well, as you said, and uh, you know, a lot of people have observed as well, and I know Jared Weiss, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, wrote a great piece for The Athletic going out to dinner with Taco. He's, there's a lot of personality there, and he tweeted, excited to be part of the Celtics organization. It's the beginning of seeing my dream come true. Still loads of work, lots of work to be done to uh, secure a spot on the active roster by the time the season starts. Going to stay humble, but I'm hungry and determined. So as he works his way, hopefully, onto the Celtics roster, as I know everybody wants to see, and people would go out and buy jerseys right now if they could. In fact, I guess you could customize it. You can go do that. There are a lot of Celtics players, many, many Celtics players, half dozen of them that are trying to get onto World Cup training camp rosters. In fact, you mm-hmm. have four American-born players, Kemba Walker, who's absolutely going to make Team USA, but then also Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, they're all going to be in camp for the U.S. squad. You have Daniel Tice with Germany, uh, Vincent Poirier, France. Just overall, before we even get to some of the specific guys, how valuable do you think this experience is for so many of these younger, maybe in, in some cases, less heralded members of the Celtics? I think it's important potentially, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited for it for, for Tatum and, and, and above all because uh, I, he did not progress the way he should have last year uh, for whatever reason, and he didn't, period. And, and he's still, but I'm not, I'm still a huge fan of his, and I'm not giving up on him at age 21. Same. I think it would be a very valuable experience for him to get that exposure uh, to the international world. Yes, I do. Obviously, Brown is a very level-headed uh, person, and, 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 you know, he's a little bit different animal. And uh, oh, I don't know then we use that word, uh, person, than, than, than Tatum, a little, a little bit more psychologically advanced, if you will, uh, in, that, in this world, but uh, the NBA. But, and, and Smart, of course, is now, believe it or not, not the veteran on the team right. in terms of service, point of service. And, and he brings a, a totally different skill set, obviously, that I think would be valuable in a 12-man roster. Uh, I, you know, if, if, there, if there's some smart Alec uh, serve that's going off and hitting threes, uh, I, I can, Coach uh, Popovich can tap Marcus on the shoulder and say, <laughs> get in there and shut that guy down. You know, I think there's a real – uh, uh, value for him on the team uh, as a specialist, and then of course, uh, finally Kemba, of course, will be on the team. And uh, uh, interesting for Celtics, you know, which of course, if it happens, of course, Kemba wasn't wasn't here last year. Uh, people will say, why didn't you know, if they got the guys four guys good enough to be on the team, or three of the other three guys good enough to be on this team? Why didn't they win more games? That <laughs> is a fair question. That would be a fair question. It would. Way. It would. I mean, would, <laughs> and with 17 players in camp as, as we chat right now, and, and guys can still take themselves out of the running as so many have, others can be added to the roster. Camp starts a little over a week from, uh, from now. How many of Walker, Tatum, Brown, Smart do you expect to make that team with 12 spots available? I mean, do you really think that a third of the squad no, are going to be members of the Celtics? I'm telling you, the one that I think has, if it were me, if, you know, if Bob, Smart. Bob, what do you think? I say, you want Smart on that team. 
You you got twelve spots. You want a specialist of that nature? There is nobody. And I, you know, this is my now. We can have this debate, and you know, I get in the Twitter debate uh, uh, quite frequently during the season about his value. I think he and Jackie Bradley Jr. are like you know, uh, two Siamese twins. You know, <laughs> in terms of their value to the team for those reasons. The reasons. And I, but I do uh, think that that uh, uh, he has. He, there's nobody like him. You can say there's facsimiles. You can say they can throw this guy out there. I'm telling you, there ain't nobody like Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's got people. As soon as he walks, people are looking at where's he coming from. Where is it? I wonder where he is. You know, uh, he makes crazy plays happen. He makes things happen in a, in a, in a, in a very productive and, and 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 very charming way. I I would pop if I were pop. I'd want him on my team. Meanwhile, because I do love Tatum, I, I just wish he would. Uh, I'm sure he's going to play better this year. Uh, Brown is that uh, you know Brown is Brown, and I like Brown. But let's face it, the ceiling for Tatum is 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 the kind of guy to be all league, uh, you know, to be a perennial All Star. Uh, I think a little bit more than than for Jalen Brown, but that that's just my opinion. Yeah, it is. It's tough to come up with a a sound argument as to which guy of those four definitely won't make the roster. So it's, it'll be uh, interesting to see how Greg Popovich makes his decisions. I, I do want to talk to you more about Tatum because I feel much the same way you do, but. Before we do that, just is it a concern that so many American-born players have backed out of this tournament? With Kevin Love most re- recently, that's nine guys that have already told Pop that they're not going to play in September's event in China, don't want to be part of the camp next month. Anthony Davis, James Harden, Damian Lillard, and Bradley Beals, some of the others. And none of that, by the way, even includes LeBron, Steph, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Jimmy Butler. Those guys said a long time ago they weren't going to play. So is is it alarming at all that that guys don't want to I don't want to over dramatize the the whole play for your country type of thing but don't want to be part of this just want to have their summer yeah, I'm off disappointed I thought we had reached a point uh, you know we we hit, hit our nader back in 06 when we were the champions of nothing and not having won the Olympics in 04 not having won the world championship in 06 and then Joey Colangelo was taken given the complete control of the program and brought in coach K and and, and turned it all around, and we got back to our you know level of primacy in the basketball world. Uh, and and I thought people enjoyed that experience. I thought the word of mouth was going to, was really strong that people enjoyed the experience and were proud to be on the team. LeBron, I mean, he's paid his dues. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about LeBron. Um, Steph is 30, uh, but I, I'd love to you know you'd like to see him out there because he's the greatest shooter to ever lived. You like to I'd like to have that guy on your team. But you know what's Anthony Davis? You know, do, you know, go do something. You know, do you think he'd want to do something? You know, he's been what one playoff series or whatever the hell, and uh, you know, and uh, you know, you know, I, I don't get that. I don't get whether what, what I don't know what the objection is from their point. I know Mark Cuban has always hated this whole thing because of the injury factor. I understand that, but the players themselves, I, w- I would think they'd want to play. I'm now you're talking to somebody though uh, who, full disclosure, I am a. I love international competition. I love the opportunities that I've had to cover it. Uh, I, I just think it's so much fun. It's a different thing, and I really enjoy it. I'm disappointed, yes, I am, that we don't. Uh, that these guys are turning it down. We'll get right back to Bob, but a quick break to tell you today's show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. NBA season's over, we know that, but doesn't mean you can't still make money on basketball. You can already bet on who's going to win the 2020 title. Clippers plus 325, Lakers plus 450, which I think is a little bit insane. I know there's a, a 
good top-heavy talent there, but the rest of that roster is kind of bananas, if you ask me. The Celtics plus 275 to win the Atlantic, which is interesting, especially with, of course, the Raptors taking a gigantic step back. No Kawhi Leonard. So something to think about there, and who knows? They may not be done sort of blowing things up and trying to rebuild as they go. You can also make custom player bets during games. You can pick a player and a stat. BetOnline.ag will give you a line for it, and odds are already out for player props for next year, like Zion Williamson. Future Rookie of the Year, probably. His points per game set at 18 and a half. You can bet on who's going to win the season series between the Lakers and the Clippers if that L.A.L.A. battle is something that gets y'all feeling crazy. Make sure you go to clnsmedia.com slash Celticsbeat to get a 50% bonus on your deposit of at least $25 when you sign up. And use the promo code CLNS50. Don't be left on the sideline with all this excitement going on on the court. Plus, you can play in BetOnline's virtual casino and make some money there, too. Whatever you do, make sure you use BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% bonus on your first deposit of at least $25. Just go to clnsmedia.com slash Celticsbeat and then see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding bonuses get back to the show on Tatum and hopefully again he has the opportunity to play in this well he has the opportunity but hopefully he makes the roster and can then really go out and actually deliver and and continue to build on not only his brand but his development going into year three Uh, Jason Tatum there has been uh, a lot of talk you probably think a lot of this is stupid I do anyway a lot of the NBA 2k player ratings guys obsess over their ratings and so Tatum coming out of year one when we all thought the Ceiling was so high, and and we still do. You do, I do. Some have soured on him after kind of you know leveling off a little bit in year two, for lack of a better term. His player rating, his personal player rating, dropped from eighty seven to eighty five. Tatum called that disrespectful, talking with the video game company, and then proceeded to offer some predictions for this coming season. Where do you think you're going to end up by the end of the year? That's a better question. Ninety. That's your goal. Over. I'm average over twenty. Yeah. All star. Yeah. And the Celtics, we're going to the championship. All right, so Bob, average over 20, all-star, and Celtics are going to the championship. How realistic are those three predictions from Jason Tatum? Well, I think two out of three are predicted, uh, are realistic. Uh, average 20 and go to the all-star game. He's got that capability. Uh, the Celtics to the championship, uh, we need to see a little more. I mean, <laughs> I, I want look, you want the players to believe in themselves, that's fine. But don't pay any attention to it as a, that in reality. Don't think that it matters what they say or what they think because they're going to have to take a positive approach, and you want them to take a positive approach. But let's face it, they're not the favorite in the conference and, at all. You know, we know that the better team that, that right now, Milwaukee and Philly, draw a line. Uh, and then, you know, the Celtics on the next level, along with uh, what's left of Toronto and Indiana, I think that's a fair statement. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, that's, that's the hierarchy that I see right now before the season, before anything happens. So, but he can, he can talk all he wants, but, uh, or anybody else can, but, but uh, you and I know they're not a favorite to go to the conference championship. And, and they, could get, they could make themselves into that. I like their roster still. I'm, I'm not a down. I'm, I'm just simply saying they're not a favorite. you got to like, if you're realistic and objective and, and, and neutral, you got to like Milwaukee and Philly better on paper. That's all. Now, his own paper, for his own statistics, absolutely, he's a good enough player, I think, and he'll bounce back this year, uh, I think, and, and, and we'll have a, a really, really good year. I'm counting on that. Does the talk bother you at all when, you know, you think back last year in particular, this is the first of its kind this year when it comes to the Celtics anyway, but last year when everyone was talking about that team being a a championship contender, the favorite to come out of the East anyway, and and ultimately 
face Golden State, and however that would have gone, it would have gone if obviously the Celtics were much better than they were in reality. But you had Tatum talking about winning a championship, Rozier, you had Jalen Brown talking about winning five titles in a span of six years. Everybody clearly bought into their own hype, their own press clippings, just assumed it was going to work. It didn't. We know that. We don't have to rehash it. We've done it before. But now a year later, Tatum's still just throwing that out there on what seemingly is going to be, I I think many have classified it this way, an inferior team in terms of talent that will work harder, may win more games as a result, and will be a hell of a lot more enjoyable to watch. Should he, knowing full well that they're not the favorite, as you noted, it's it's Milwaukee, it's Philadelphia, should he be talking about Celtics are going to win a championship, or is that just something you don't even want to bring into a conversation? What does it matter what he talks about, really? I mean, and just go play. I, I'm, I'm only interested in, 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 in watching him play and, and how he improves on last year and, and, get, and, and improves and, and makes himself into the player that he can be with this extraordinary talent. That's all. I don't care what they talk about. <laughs> uh, you know, that's it's – Fine, you know, but and we're, I know we're in the look. They, 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 these guys inhabit a vastly different world than the one that I came into the league with, you know, for almost 50 years ago. The social media world, the idea of this 2K thing, you know, we, this all got took root with the Madden game and football. Yep. Guys worrying about inconsequential nonsense like that, you know. Well, to them it isn't inconsequential nonsense, but you and I know it is. It doesn't matter a damn thing. It doesn't matter. You should have more important things on your mind. Sadly, they don't, and that's who they are, and and and. That's the world they've been raised in, and, and, and then they have to deal with social media and, and criticisms, and, and you know, just uh, it's it, you know, it's it's much more intricate, uh, you know, and difficult to be an athlete in, Amer- in, in, in football and baseball, basketball particularly in America, than it was years ago, uh, because of all these outside forces that, that cloud the mind and cloud the issues. You know, I mean, uh, believe me, Oscar Robertson and Jerry didn't have to worry about this kind of stuff. They just went out and played <laughs> basketball. Period. They went out and played basketball. Bill Russell. Oh, my God. If Bill Russell. Oh, I, I, I can only imagine what Bill Russell. I don't know. He started to use social media in his older days. With, well, he used it again. I know he is. Yeah. He's, 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 a, he's a participant. But, if you know, I, I, oh, I don't know. Can you imagine if Ted Williams? Oh, God. Go there. So, <laughs> Dare to it's dream. It's a different world. I understand that. But um, in terms of us paying attention to it, people shouldn't pay any attention to it. Uh, the, the, the utterings of that, that nature. As long as they just go play and play the, the game the, way, the right way. I, you, you touched upon I just want to state it definitively about last year for people to understand. Uh, at the trading deadline, there were five contenders in the East. Four of them made a move. One of them did not. The one that did not was the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. No personnel movement on the trading deadline. Uh, no, no, uh, they, 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 and, and that was the right thing to do because what was going on with that team had nothing to do with lack of talent. That team, on paper, with the talented players, if, it, if people had applied their energies in the right way and, and uh, was, in fact, good enough to go to the conference finals and maybe have a shot at winning the championship. For reasons that they're going to all have to take to their graves, they didn't produce, they didn't mesh. Uh, they can't blame it all on Kyrie. He was a problem. Yep. It's not all on him. Uh, you know, and, and Rozier, is he, I'm asking you something. Do you think Rozier will ever look in the mirror and say, I was a jackass last year, or words to that effect? You know, I would hope that he already is. I don't believe he is, but I would hope he already is because he was um, – you could start to make a case that he was a, a bigger problem than some of those other guys that, uh, at, you know, not on the level of Kyrie or, or maybe, quite frankly, depending on how much he was he was nipping at his heels and everything like that. I mean, he never – you need a guy – we know this. You need a guy like him to buy in. 
and and know what his role is and step in when Kyrie's out and get his rest nights and everything like that. And Terry didn't. He just he thought he was as good and continues to believe that he is as good as Kyrie Irving, which is just you know I, I don't know if if that's the people that he surrounds himself with or that's literally what he sees when he looks in the mirror, as you said. But it's it's a problem. Well, it's now. It's their problem in Charlotte, and 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 I liked them as a player. I thought, I mean, that guy we had. I was, you know, before the um, uh, the deal was made, before the Walker thing. You know, when when before we were sure that Ky, that Kyrie was leaving. Oh, well, no, once before the Walker deal. Let me get it right. And Kyrie's gone. Fine. I was one of the people volunteering to drive him to the airport. Okay, that's hmm. fine. I'm not. I'm not going to look back on that. But I thought the key now is that can we rein Rozier back in? Can we get yep. Rozier to worry back to the mindset that he had a year ago at the, at the you know at the end of the season when he had that playoff run of 16 points a game and he was a damn good point guard and he's always been a good defender and and I was perfectly happy to live with him with Kyrie gone. I was too. And, but I'm happy. You know, I'm I'm happier now having a, a baggage-free star who mm-hmm. wants to be here. Uh, you know that we couldn't have gotten better off. We could not have things worked out any better. You know, and not that you, you're going to say that Kemba's more talented than Kyrie. He's not, but he's he's less stressful for us, for his coach, for his teammates, and he's damn good and uh, good enough. That's I'll put it that way. Uh, so they they tell him, you know, and and Terry, hey, fine, you got your money now. Go go, you know, go go. Play the game right. Play the game you played it in, in the spring of, of eighteen, and, and 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 God bless him. Fine, but but he was a uh, absolutely a powder all year. It was ridiculous. Well, two things to that. I wouldn't have been excited, and I I certainly speak on on behalf of probably the entire Celtics fan base. I wouldn't have been excited about them paying him eighteen nineteen million dollars, bringing him back. I, oh, no. I could have you know lived with him on the floor, and and I think he would have reined it in because I think him he would have defined reining it in simply by being I'll be the same guy I've always been. It's just now I'll be starting, so I'll be happy, and I won't have the yeah. attitude. So that you know that probably would have been uh, all right. And then as far as uh, bringing in Kemba Walker goes, no, he's not individually singularly as talented as Kyrie Irving, but within Brad's system, he might be. He might be. Oh, that's um, you know. That's the thing to watch. It's all. To, it's all to the good. And and uh, I mean, I'm that was that was a good move. So, uh, um, you know that the, that position I'm happy with. And a, and a backup. You know, we'll see. You know uh, that that's a. It's, you know, there's always smart as a backup. And and we'll mm-hmm. see if Wanamaker really can maybe get some time. And of course the kids. Yeah. You know the yeah, kids. Romeo Langford, Carson Edwards. I, um, you know, I mean they're they're high on these kids, and and we'll see what the hell they do. I got sidetracked before. I did want to just uh, finish up with Tatum, just on the because you brought up the just what what matters most, not all the all the two K stuff. It's it's improvement and and getting better on the floor. And Adam Himmelsbach of the Globe had a, a really good piece talking with Drew Hanlon, who's uh, the skills trainer for a skills coach for a number of these guys, including Tatum, and said that. They've been working this summer on a few primary goals. They want to get them to the free throw line more, which is music to my ears. Yep. That was something yep. that was missing last year. They wanted yep. to take fewer mid-range shots, of course, and wanted to right. take more three-pointers even in a frenetic setting. So driving, getting downhill through contact, being able to finish around the rim, that's the number one focus. And that is the thing that, you know, for all the people that want to make those Tatum-Paul Pierce comparisons that we're doing it back in year one and – and obviously Tatum strives to be even better than Pierce, as good as Pierce was. But for the similarities that we've seen, that's one thing that Tatum has really been missing in these last couple of years that would make him just, you want to get to 20 a game, you could do that effortlessly if you're Jason Tatum, taking his game from where it was to simply being more efficient around the rim. That'll easily get him to 20, 22 a game. 
what was his calling card his rookie year? It was that extraordinary first step. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, just, that hasn't diminished at his age. We don't have to worry about losing that step to about another eight or nine years. So, you know, he's got that. Uh, yeah, he just altered his game in negatively last year. Uh, you know, I hate, I hate hearing about this, you know, mid-range two thing, but I know that's the way the game is played. But, you know, the, those grading phrase to, uh, to my ear in the world is the, the worst shot in basketball is the long two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, fine. You know, I don't want to hear about it. But, you know, the other thing is, am I not correct that on or about the midseason of his rookie year, he was actually the percentage leader in three-point shots? He was. Yeah, he was shooting 50% from so three. that guy can... We know, so that's got to be there. How that, you know, there's no reason why that should have left. No, that's why. There's a lot of reasons why I'm excited. I mean, I don't know whatever was going on and whatever the fallout of Irving and 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 you know and Irving and the kids and and, he, and whatever was going on in his head and whoever, uh, it's all history now to me. I think he's going to be fine. And now he's going to have to learn to play with with Hayward. But Hay- Hayward, you know, I think well, by the way we haven't even talked about him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm counting on Hayward coming back to be you know pretty much what he was you know in Utah this year and. Uh, and that, that he's a, and he, he's a, it's a wonderful all around game. He's a facilitator as well as a scorer. He's a basketball player, he's a, he's a really player. good, solid, smart, useful basketball player. And and and, and he ought to fit with the, with any uh, anybody. He wasn't, you know. I mean, I think Brad would have to confess that he over that he played him too much early, and it, that there was a dual effect. One, he wasn't that good, and two, the other kids resented the lack of playing. You know, the, mm-hmm. the gobbled up playing time by somebody that didn't warrant it in their eyes. Well, I don't think that's going to be a problem this year. They're going to find out that he damn well warrants it, and they're going to be fine. So, Bob, according to Caesars, the season opening night season win total is set at 49.5. Now, last year, yeah. of course, a massive underachievement. They won 49 games. And 49, now, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, pretty— Fine. Take the over, folks. Well, I'm, that's I'm what I was going to ask you. I, I'm taking the over. Uh, I think they're going to be meshed better. I think that the Walker's going to be fine. I think Hayward's going to be fine now. Ow. I don't like losing Al. All right. I don't like losing Allen, losing Baines at the same time. Yep. You know, is, is Robert Williams going to be a factor? I mean, we talked about Taco and the rim protection, but Robert Williams, that's what his ultimate biggest, big, big value, uh, you know, uh, might be. Uh, how's he going to factor in? You know, I'm, uh, you know uh, so uh, they're, they're, that situation, how they're going to play all that, uh, that's going to be interesting. I, I, I really regret losing Baines. I, I think when he was healthy and, and useful, uh, he was a very useful cog for them. But uh, Al, I'm sorry about Al. I, I'm disappointed that Al, you know, saw fit to, uh, you know, to take uh, to go to Philly. I'm, I mean, I'm really disappointed, you know, that he went to stayed in the division, particularly going to, you know. So uh, I would been, I wouldn't feel so bad if Al had gone to, you know, Sacramento. But unfortunately, he's going down the road. Um, but uh, but I think I still think they're going to be a better team than Vegas thinks and that a lot of people think. Let's keep going with Al because, like you said, he's a sixer now, and he actually spoke with the Dan Patrick Show uh, just about a week ago, and I, I want to play this quick little portion here. Did you uh, see where Danny Ainge, I think, came out and accused the 76ers of tampering with you? Uh, yeah, I saw that. Do you feel tampered with, Al? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just think it's, uh, it's uh, well, what can I say? It's pretty <laughs> ridiculous, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, Danny... Uh, I love Danny. You know, Danny was, was always really good to me. And um, I know that he's definitely frustrated with, you know, things that work out with us. So, Bob, I don't know if the Sixers tampered with Al Horford, 
But I do agree that it's ridiculous because I know the Celtics tampered with Kemba Walker. <laughs> you know, he, they signed him at, at 6 o'clock on the dot as soon as free agency began. That didn't all happen in about 30 seconds. So we know the tampering is just it's it's widespread throughout the league. Everybody does it. For Ainge to, you know, have any sort of public decree against Philadelphia being upset about, you know, its approach toward Al Horford, it's a little hypocritical, don't you think? No, it's massively hypocritical. <laughs> and, 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 I'm, and I love Danny, and I, you know, I, I, I'd have to tell Dan, I'd have to ask him, Dan, what are you, ta- what were you thinking? Were you saying that when everyone can see the Walker thing, and you're not the only one, as you say, it's the the tampering. I mean, the the uh, free agency uh, rule thing is 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 as I had an old history teacher said, honored in the breach rather than the observance by practically everyone. Yep. So I mean, who's kidding who? I don't know what would prompt Danny to do that. One of the few mistake missteps, verbal mistakes of his entire tenure, in my opinion. I don't understand why he said that. Just one more short break from Bob to tell you guys today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. All right, guys. A lot of us can admit shaving your southmost region can be kind of tough and there's always the fear of being too rough or shaving too fast maybe zigging where you should be zagging low-key it's it's stressful that's why you need manscaped they've redefined the electric trimmer the lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology so your worries are now a thing of the past don't use the same trimmer for both areas it's weird you need to get one specifically made to aid you in specific areas protect your precious cargo get a trimmer from manscaped today manscaped also has the crop preserver and anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer you already put deodorant on your armpits why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code celtics at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com promo code celtics Get back to Bob. So, uh, more interestingly, and that was just really the only thing with Horford I wanted to hit on, but uh, someone you've known for quite a long time, worked with for a long time, Jackie McMullen. She went on the Michael Hawley NBC Sports Boston podcast, whatever exactly he calls it, and uh, it's probably just the Michael Hawley podcast, and talks about Kyrie Irving. And so she said that Irving soured on Danny Ainge. He lost faith in Brad Stevens and, for that matter, everybody else around here. Have you heard something similar beyond just what you thought? Have you heard something similar? Are you surprised to hear that Irving soured on Ainge after all the, you know, after all the coddling and everything that Ainge did for him back, during his time here? No, Adam, I'll tell you what, I'll just repeat something I said many times during the course of last year to people. If, in fact, you see Kyrie Irving's lips moving, cover your ears. <laughs> because what's about to come out will be indecipherable. It'll be contradictory. It'll be bizarre. It'll be. It'll sound. It might sound good, and then at the end you'll go, "What did he say?" <laughs> uh, um, I don't care what he says. Uh, he look. Uh, I'll, I'll repeat another thing I, I said a hundred times last year. A couple things about him. One, a he's not as smart as he thinks he is. Two, he will play for multiple teams. The jersey is hardly his last stop. And each team, upon his exit, will say, God, we could not figure that guy out. We still don't know. He has never categorically said why I left Cleveland. Now we think we know, but he never said it. And, you know, and he's, so, and that's, he's, and you just, that, that and he, don't pay, just pay no attention to him, uh, what he says. And so I'm not interested in what he says. Uh, it's, 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 if he's not, if he soured on Danny Ainge and he soured on Brad Stevens, well, that tells you a lot more about him than them. That's all I know. Well, and unless I missed it, and I don't think I did, I, I tend to be 
pretty attuned to Twitter, but I uh, went uh, I went on vacation. He still hasn't been formally introduced in Brooklyn yet, has he? I don't know. I haven't. I, I don't recall any such videos or any such uh, uh, tweets or uh, any or any story. And I read. I am a faithful reader. I read the Post yeah. six days a week and the Times seven days a week. And not that the Times would have a story because they barely cover New York sports anymore. But but um, uh, no, I I, uh, I don't recall any such thing. Yeah, uh, I'm just, I'm oh, just I'm eager for you, all the Boston questions. He is. Uh, uh, you know, I said two words of advice for the Brooklyn fans. Caveat emptor, you know, buyer beware. <laughs> well, uh, a guy who's a very happy buyer right now, and that is Steve Ballmer, excited about his Clippers. <laughs> I have these notes, but I got to say I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. That guy is something. So despite having Matt Foley for an owner, the Clips are the odds-on championship favorites after adding Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They also, of course, have Lou Williams, Mo Harkless, Patrick Beverly, uh, Montrez Harold, Jermichael Green, Zubats back, uh, among others. Now, I'm not, and maybe we've discussed this in the past, I've discussed it a lot, I just don't know if I've done it with you. I'm not a huge Doc Rivers guy, I'm really not, but that being said, is this just about the perfect roster for Doc to coach? Well, full disclosure, before we go any further, I am a Doc Rivers syncopant. Uh, he's one of my favorite people I ever encountered in, in my 50 years of covering the NBA. I consider him to be a friend, so I'll have to, you know, so full disclosure. Well, when uh, I, and, and so just, not, just to be clear, I, I, when I, when I, when I, I, I make... I have to recuse myself. No, I mean, I'm, you're talking about his coaching skills. Correct. Okay. I'm not saying uh, anything have... about him as a guy or anything like I that. Know, I'm talking I'm, purely I'm, I'm as a coach. playing my cards on the table. Yeah. So, you know, I'm... I'm very biased in favor of Doc Rivers, sure. so that's fine. Um, I'll tell you something. I think the Lakers roster is better. Interesting. On paper. Uh, I, 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 now, in part because they've got the best player, uh, you know, and, 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 and Davis. And uh, other than, I mean, after Leonard, you know. I mean, they got two. And, and, and I, I, so in Davis, not LeBron? LeBron and Davis, I would take in a, in a vacuum over George and, and Leonard. Okay. And, and that's me. But what and about I the like rest a lot of the, the roster that they've assembled on paper? But I do like the Clippers roster. Obviously, and they're going to be a they're they're clearly now a, a serious contender. And uh, but but uh, if the Lakers play their cards right and get coached right, I, I think they're going to be pretty good. But and, uh, and a lot will depend on exactly what does LeBron have left in the tank because you know and you know Davis is going to be motivated and Davis is a monster. God, don't underestimate and forget how good he can be. He's scary. So um, and that's all. But. I think it's exciting. I love the idea that, that the Clippers are in the same building, and I love what the, that they're fighting for attention. I, I just take note now that they're talking about building their own building now. I didn't realize that and, uh, in Inglewood. And, Interesting. Uh, uh, opening by 2024, so it, you know, don't hold your breath. But, yeah, it's still a little but, ways uh, out. Uh, yeah, uh, private funding, yeah. But, you know, back to Balmer for a minute. I'm thinking about Doc. He goes from – talk about uh, contrasting owners – he goes from Donald Sterling to Balmer. <laughs> I mean, you know, Donald Sterling had his own set of issues. Yeah. And, and Balmer, uh, uh, did you see when Balmer went off like that and, and Kawhi, uh, Ka- Kawhi literally cringed? Yeah, oh, yeah. He, that's, <laughs> you got two guys that are very contrasting personalities. but oh, uh, And then that, cringed. you know, awkward funny. high five or handshake or whatever it was. Yeah, Balmer yeah. is just, he's a, he's a, oh, and Balmer's I, a piece of work. He's a maniac. You want your owner to care, and God knows sense. he cares. And, 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 and most important, he 
got the big bucks and he's willing to spend it. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I, I am very uh, in, intrigued by what's going to go on out in L.A. for both those teams, like you said. I don't want to keep you too long, so let's, let's yeah, just I mix in. Pretty soon. Yeah, let's mix in the Warriors real quick before you go. So Warriors head sure. coach Steve Kerr, he went on the Warriors Insider podcast recently, talked about the Anthony Davis situation and yeah. the midseason demand from New Orleans last year. Kerr voiced his displeasure with how all that unfolded. Here's some of what he said. I'm talking more about the Anthony Davis situation, you mm-hmm. know, where a guy's yeah. perfectly healthy and a couple years left on his deal and says, uh, I want to leave. I think that's a real problem that the league has to address, that the players have to be careful with. To me, when you sign on that dotted line, you owe your your effort and your play uh, to that team, to that city, to the fans. And then it's, it's completely your right to leave as a free agent. But uh, if you sign the contract, then you should be bound to that contract. Now, if you come to an agreement with the team that, hey, it's probably best it's time, time for us to part ways, that's one thing. But, um, you know, the Davis stuff was, was really kind of groundbreaking, I think, and, and hopefully not a trend because it, it's bad for the league. So some have accused Kerr of being kind of hypocritical because Kevin Durant joining the Warriors was arguably bad for the league, but that wasn't Kerr's point at all. He said no, he has, it wasn't the point. Yeah, he said he has no issue with free agents doing whatever they decide, including Durant coming and going from Golden State. He doesn't even have a problem with guys asking for trades in the summer if they still have term left on their deals, like Paul George or Russell Westbrook. It's the in-season stuff that aggravates him, and I assume you would agree with that. Well, we had a couple of you know circumstances. We had the Jimmy Butler situation last year. Yeah, uh, and uh, he he made himself a poison pill at in uh, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota, and got himself to Philly. And then you know, it's, so um, I it was it's not groundbreaking. Steve, but another one, I love Steve Kerr. Hockey and I love Steve Kerr. But um, I think he's a little off base here. Uh, I thought he was going to talk about was the idea of the bizarre thing that unfolded after the, the Davis uh, uh, and his and Rich, it's Rich Paul, right? Rich and, Paul, yeah. Yeah, made the uh, announcement. You know, was and then he's not playing. He's healthy. He's, he, that's where he, when you mentioned a healthy. You know, he's, he's not in games. This, what's going on? You know, it was a real bizarre. A couple of weeks there, right? And that's what I thought I was talking about. That's not good for the league. That's not good for a fan. Uh, obviously, it's unfair to a fan base if a healthy player is is, is you know, suddenly you know not playing for no reason. Uh, I thought that's where he was going. In that sense, it's bad. But in general terms, this is not groundbreaking. We had one earlier in the same damn season. So I, I, and, and other guys have forced. And and believe me, uh, I, I people don't really realize this, but. Uh, this, I'll go biblical on you. There's hardly anything new under the sun because 51 years ago, Wilt Chamberlain forced his way. Uh, uh, well, actually, the first time, 54 years ago, Wilt Chamberlain forced his way out of uh, San Francisco to go to the Sixers. And then in, in 1968, he forced his way uh, with uh, no no real, you know, there was no such thing as free agency or anything impending. Um, forced his way out of Philadelphia to go to Los Angeles and got his way. And then a couple of years after that, in 1974, 75, Kareem forced his way out of Milwaukee. Folks, you know, uh, this, this isn't new. I wish I had your memory. Well, I lived through it all. You know, I, tell you? You know, <laughs> I lived through yesterday. I still couldn't tell you a lot about it. <laughs> but seriously, you, somebody go tell me the difference between how Wilk got himself traded twice and how Kareem got himself traded from anything that's going on today. No, you're right. It's uh, well, we can go on forever. Often, without, oftentimes, uh, we the, do. Uh, eventual leverage of free agency. There was none. 
We're in a different time, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, the, if if these past couple off seasons or few off seasons seem crazy in the NBA, just wait for 2021 when all the, you know, huge stars oh, are seemingly yeah. going to be available. Next next summer, you know, there'll probably be some trades, but for the most part it'll be relatively calm, at least as we chat in, you know, July 2019, we can say that. But, you know, <laughs> a couple of years out, it's going to be really nuts. Bob Ryan, longtime columnist of the Boston Globe, good friend of this program and CLNS Media as well. Bob, thank you very much. I always appreciate it. You're welcome. That was fun, Adam. He's the best, isn't he? I just I, I could talk to Bob Ryan every single week. Maybe we should do another show. Maybe we should do a, a, a joint show. Me and Bob Ryan every single week. Would you listen? Let us know. Let us know in the comments section. Uh, let me know on Twitter, at Adam M. Kaufman. Leave us a rating. Subscribe to Celtics Beat on iTunes. And, uh, you know, comment on that there if you want to. Maybe that's how we start to engage you a little bit more beyond Twitter and get you to engage on iTunes, we ask you questions and ask you to answer them on on uh, you know on iTunes in that platform and offer rewards like free bet online tickets or something like that. With that, good transition. This show brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go to CLNSMedia.com/slash/CelticsBeat. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% bonus on your first deposit of $25 or more. Show is also brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Celtics at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com, promo code Celtics. Always use the right tools for the job. Thanks once again to Bob Ryan. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Matt Cunha for filling in for Evan Valenti, producing this program. Evan will be back next week, not only producing, but hosting, because uh, I'm going to be unavailable next week and i guess we'll leave it there for now sounds mysterious and maybe even somewhat interesting or maybe not whatever i'm rambling it's time to go thanks to nick larry john everybody else most of all of course you we welcome that feedback subscribe hit me on twitter get a little more active as we get closer to the season as well after taking just a little bit of downtime after uh an early busy start to the month of july with free agency and trades and everything else that was going on i still i can't help but wonder i've mentioned this before we didn't focus on it today but with august right around the corner now what do you have up your sleeve danny ainge because we know when you made that Kyrie trade a couple summers ago and august's no longer a dead time in the nba anything is possible as kevin garnett once famously screamed hope you enjoyed the show gino get us out of here